this is Mark Vines, and welcome to the Mark Vines Show. And thank you for joining me today on your one-stop shop for everything having to do with the Constitution, the Republic, the United States, freedom, and frankly, just the way that you ought to live your life, really. And I just wanted to update you on a few things that are in the news that you may not have heard about. Maybe you have. I don't know. But a uh, good chance that you haven't because, you know, one of the problems with news today is, <clears throat> well, one, it's not the news. It's really just a lot of opinion pieces. And um, it, it, we're saturated. And I think that people are burned out. You know, people are burned out with the with coronavirus, the lockdowns, critical race theory, the nastiness of the elections, one impeachment, two impeachments, all of these different issues going on. And it just causes people to tune out, not pay attention to what's going on. But there are things that you do need to pay attention to. And you may recall on this show, we've been talking about this for quite some time now, that years from now, I've said that years from now, researchers are going to look back at this period of history and say, what the heck were these people thinking? Why did they do what they did? Why did they lock the, lock everybody down, put everybody in, separate people, keep people from going to school, people keep people from going to work, and all those different things? Why were they? Why did they do that? Well, folks, I was wrong, and you know, on this show, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong about something, and I was wrong about this. I was wrong about having to wait years to have researchers say that. The fact is, they're saying it now. Now, I want to preface everything that I'm about to say to you in the article that I'm going to share with you, that in the beginning of the pandemic, nobody knew what was going on. In fact, I had COVID. I may have shared this before. I had COVID before we knew that there was a COVID. What had happened to me, I remember being at work, and it was in December of 2019. So if you recall, uh, the term... Uh, 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 COVID-19 did not come about until March of 2020. So in December of 2020, I remember being at work and there was a woman that was sick and, you know, there's a lot of people that go to work and they seem to take pride in not going home when they should. It's it's like a, a badge of honor that they work through sicknesses. And it, she, this happened to be one of those people. But I remember her distinctly saying, I don't really know what it is. I got. I, I don't understand. I got my flu shot, but yet I have what I think is the flu. But it's a really weird strain. So maybe, maybe we don't, my vaccination didn't cover this particular strain because I feel really weird. And I just distinctly remember the woman saying that. And then the following week, I could not get any energy. It didn't matter how much coffee I drank. It didn't matter how much sleep I got. Nothing mattered, and I just, I just couldn't function for about a week. And uh, then miraculously, after about a week, it, it went away and I was fine. Now, I, I did notice that when I would go running, it took me a while to get my, my stamina, my breath back, but the acute system symptoms went away fairly quickly. Didn't know what it was. <clears throat> so then in March, we were all told, okay, this virus came out and, uh, you know, don't, don't, I remember one day they said, don't come into work tomorrow. And then you didn't come in to work the next day. And then it was, well, don't come in until the end of the week. And then it was, well, just don't come in for <laughs> several months. And then you know the rest of the story after that. Now, you'll remember that President Trump took a lot of heat when he shut down uh, travel. He had travel restrictions and he shut down the borders and 
lot of different people complaining about that and you know really getting upset with Trump over all of this but looking back on it the mistake he made was that he should have actually shut down the borders faster than he did than he did okay now because nobody knew what was going on it made complete sense that we shut everything down we do the masks social distance do all the th- different things that we did but the thing is is that you don't stay in that state as you get more information as you get more data, as you the, the science evolves and we get a better picture of what's going on, you adapt. And as you adapt, you start opening your economy back up. You start getting people back to a normal sense of life as quickly as you can because we know that that's the healthiest thing to do. We know that. But if you think about it, we really haven't gotten back to, to normal. And when you live in states like I do, like Virginia, where you have a governor that's trying his best to get everyone back to a sense of normal, you have the Democrats fighting him every step of the way. Folks, these people do not want this to end. And there's no doubt that the draconian lockdowns that we have in the masking has become a political tool. It's a political tactic. They want to maintain control. They want people to live in fear. There's no question about that. If there was any question before, that question has certainly ended in the last couple of months, certainly since Governor Yunkin has taken the office of governor in uh, Richmond here in Virginia. Okay? Now, but what I was telling you was that science is now catching up to this. There was an article recently that came out from Johns Hopkins University, which is hardly an institution a bastion of conservative thought. Hardly, hardly. And this article came out, and this was uh, on February 2nd, so it was uh, this last week, came out. And um, it was, you know, it says, the title of this article is, Johns Hopkins Study says, ill-founded rather COVID lockdowns did more harm than good. Get that. Ill-founded COVID lockdowns did more more harm than good. And this came out of uh, Health News in Florida, and it's by Rick Mayer, and it was published on February 2nd here in 2022. And it says this, The researchers say lockdowns had no noticeable effect on reducing COVID-related deaths and a devastating effect on economies and social ills. Now, we, we were talking about that on this program. Researchers at Johns Hopkins University have concluded that lockdowns have done little to reduce COVID deaths, but have had devastating effects on economies and numerous social ills. The study titled A Literature Review and Meta-Analysis of the Effects of Lockdowns on COVID-19 Mortality said lockdowns in Europe and the U.S. reduced, listen to this folks, COVID-19 deaths by 0.2%. 0.2%. For you Democrats... That's less than one half of 1%. Shelter in place orders were also ineffective, reducing COVID 19 mortality by 2.9%, the study said. And for you liberals, that's less than 3%. Now, we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limiting gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID 19 mortality, the researchers wrote in the report. The study concluded that lockdowns are ill-founded and should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument. They've contributed to reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, and undermining liberal democracy. 
The study was written by Jonas Irby, Lars Jonung, and Steve H. Hankey of Johns Hopkins Institute for Applied Economics, Global Health, and the Study of Business Enterprises. And uh, if you want a link to that, again, it's in the Florida Health News. You can link to that, and they do give you a copy of the report. But, you know, again, folks, we've been, we've been talking about this for quite some time. And in the world that I do, and, and those of you that know me know that I do a lot of work in the uh, addiction world, and I have seen more relapses, more suicides, more people needing to end, uh, enter treatment, more people that have developed drug problems during this period than any other that I'm familiar with in, in my lifetime. This lockdown, these draconian efforts imposed on us by the government have been devastating to not just the United States, but countries all over the world. Now, am I saying that uh, the coronavirus is not dangerous? Absolutely not. A lot of people have died uh, at this up until this point. Close to nine hundred thousand people in the United States have died. It's a very serious thing. I'm not saying that it's not. But when you look at those people, these are people that are elderly. They are people with co-occurring disorders, comorbidities, sometimes multiple comorbidities. And what is interesting, I heard in the news today that the Biden administration is so concerned about the rising numbers. Because remember, remember this, that more people have died of corona, the coronavirus while Joe Biden has been in office than ever died in, while Trump was in office. And Trump didn't have the vaccine, but Biden does. So what they're doing now is they're asking hospitals now, to go reassess and recalibrate who constitutes a death from the coronavirus. Because up until this point, if you died of something in a hospital and you had COVID, you were listed as a COVID death. So in other words, if you went into the hospital with a, a broken leg or an am amputated leg, or needed an amputation, and you had COVID, but let's say you bled out because of you know bleeding through your arteries, you were listed as a COVID death. It wasn't that you bled out, or that you had cancer, or you had a heart attack, or, or some other uh, ailment. It was you died from COVID. Why? Because you had COVID and you were in the hospital. Now, the Biden administration, in response to all of the deaths that they're having to face, they are now going back in recalculating and redirecting how these deaths are determined. So that shows you the depths that they will go to. Now, if you had any doubt that the Biden administration is just misguided and off track, just listen to this. Just listen to this. You know, I just talked about how addiction is exploding in the United States. And, and that is a pandemic in and of itself, which is never, never talked about by this administration, if you think about it. Trump talked about it. Trump talked about the opiate epidemic all the time. When's, when is the last time you heard this administration talk about the drug overdose pandemic? You don't. So listen to this. And this is an article from the Washington Free Beacon. And this is by Patrick Hoff, and it was uh, February 7th, 2022. And it is titled this, Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to, listen to this, advance racial equity. Biden, Biden admin to fund crack pipe distribution to advance racial equity. Now, for those of you that, that are out there that are concerned 
about equity in this country and equality in this country and how minorities are underserved and discriminated against, I want you to listen very, very closely to this. The Biden administration is set to fund the distribution of crack pipes to drug addicts as part of its plan to advance racial equity. The $30 million grant program, which closed applications Monday and will begin in May, will provide funds to nonprofits and local governments to help make drug use safer for addicts. Included in the grant, which is overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services, which I think is absolutely despicable that you're the Department of Health and Human Services and you're a part of this, are funds for smoking kits, supplies. A spokesman for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and any illicit substance. HHS, that's Health and Human Services, said the kits aim to reduce the risk of infection when smoking substances with glass pipes, which can lead to infections through cuts and sores. Applicants for the grants are prioritized if they treat of a majority of underserved communities to include African Americans and LGBTQ plus persons, as established under President Joe Biden's, there you go, Executive Order on Advancing Racial Equity. Democratic-run cities such as San Francisco and Seattle have distributed smoking kits to residents. Some local governments, however, have in recent years backed away from their smoking kit programs over concerns they enable drug abuse. Louisville, Kentucky, for example, allowed convenience stores to sell smoking kits but later banned them. Legislators in Maryland ditched their distribution plan after facing backlash from local law enforcement and African-American leaders. Good for you guys. Sergeant Clyde Boatwright, president of the Maryland Fraternal Order of Police, the FOP, said government resources are better spent on preventing drug abuse rather than making it safer, and he's absolutely correct about that. If we look at more of a preventative campaign as opposed to enabling campaign, I think it will offer an opportunity to have safer communities with fewer people who are dependable dependable on these substances, Boatwright told the Free Beacon. Funding for the Harm Reduction Grant Program is provided through Democrats' American Rescue Plan, which the Senate passed along party lines after President Kamala cast a tie-breaking vote. So in other words, the Republicans did not support this at all. So all you Democrats out there, this is what you are funding. This is what you are pushing forward. Enabling people of color and LGBTQ plus individuals to get hooked on drugs. That is what you are supporting. Okay. So other equipment that qualifies for funding includes syringes, vaccinations, disease screenings, condoms, and fentanyl strips. The grant program will last three years and include 25 awards up to $400,000. An HHS spokesperson Declined to specify what is included in the smoking kits because they don't they don't want you to know what's in these smoking kits. Similar distribution efforts provide mouthpieces to prevent glass cuts, rubber bands to prevent burns, and filters to minimize the risk of disease. It is against federal law to distribute or sell drug paraphernalia unless authorized by the government. So keep this in mind. This is illegal. This is illegal unless the federal government authorizes it. Now, what this article demonstrates is a complete ignorance and lack of understanding about addiction. If you are somebody that is taking fentanyl, if you are somebody that is smoking crack cocaine or methamphetamine, 
or drinking yourself to death with alcohol. That is your, the biggest danger to you, not an infection. I'm not saying infections aren't important. They are important, and they can contribute to your, contribute to your overall health problems. But addiction is a deadly and progressive disease. And if you are smoking crack, the danger in your life is the fact that you're smoking crack. If you're shooting heroin, that is the most dangerous thing that you do. If you are drinking alcoholically, that is the most dangerous thing that you are doing. And it is the solemn obligation of the federal government to do everything within its powers to help you overcome your addiction. It is a progressive and deadly disease. And yes, folks, addiction is a disease. And I may do a podcast on explaining what that means, because I know a lot of you may be confused by that, or maybe not believe what I'm telling you. But addiction is a progressive disease, and it is deadly. And it is abhorrent to me, and it is abhorrent to the Mark Vine Show, that the federal government is funding this and encouraging the use in any way, shape, or form. In the Department of Health and Human Services, you are despicable, and you are contributing to the deaths of many, many, many people. And you are helping to contribute to the drug use that is killing these people. And nowhere in this article did I hear anyone talk about educating the public or programs, or putting money into recovery programs, or into treatment centers, or counseling to get people off of the drugs that are killing them. And for those of you that are social justice warriors, and you're concerned about equity with minorities in the United States, this program is targeted at minorities. This is one of the most ill-conceived, ill-thought-out policies I think I have seen yet. And with this administration, that's a pretty low bar. That's a very, very low bar. The depths of this administration, the incompetence of this administration is stunning to me. Absolutely stunning to me. But we're going to be covering a lot of other things in the coming weeks because, folks, we are in a very, very dark period and these midterm elections cannot come fast enough. But as time moves on and we get closer to these midterm elections, just expect this to, to get really nasty, really nasty. The fight's on, folks. This is your country, and we better start paying attention. So, folks, with that, this is Mark Vines, and this is, um, you know, this is your one-stop shop for everything that you need to know about conservatism and how we can save this country. Visit me on my Facebook page. I'm on Twitter. I, I'm on Parler, um, Rumble, putting some in, uh, putting some of these podcasts on Rumble as well. And you know what? I plan on branching out into the video world this year. And so I look forward to seeing all of you. And with that, folks, you keep your heads up. You keep, you know, just keep praying for this country. Get involved, get active, and support your local Republican candidates. And we'll be talking with you soon. Thanks.